Hey, what's up, everybody? Howdy out there. How are you? Everything's cool with us. We always ask you how you're doing because we care. Yeah, we do. We care about you guys. We want to know you're doing all right. It's the Fresh Bay Crackers podcast, guys. Welcome. We're back. And this is the introduction. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Pantomiming Suicide, the all-new blog by Ian fucking Maxwell. Yeah, I write some shit. He writes shit down. Well, he actually types it. Yeah. Do you ever write stuff with a pencil? I do, but not for the blog. He writes it more for work-related things. Yes, I take notes. So, this is typed. <laughs> but uh, Ian has a little blog where he does a little blog. Like, there's giant... like they're, There's like, giant blogs. They're just... They're all tiny inside well, some, the internet. Well, some people get paid for them, but... Yeah. Um, Ian gets paid in love. I do. So give him some. Please. But yeah, Pantomiming Suicide, you can find him on Facebook. You can find him through our uh, Facebook page. You can and find me on wordpress.com as well. You can find him on... Uh, the, the street corner holding signs. www.wickedamputeeporn.gov. <laughs> .gov. Yes. It is a I, government sponsor. I got a grant for it. Yes. 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 Finally. <laughs> Finally, that grant money came through. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. <laughs> On his way out of office, he's just going to give Grant money to crazy shit. Yes. Um, but this podcast is also brought to you by... Wolf Tracks. T-shirts and designs. Yes. Which Ian has... Ian knows the phone number, too. I do. It's a 910-538-2474. Call and ask for Stephen Likens. He's the owner and operator. And tell him you heard about it from us. And he'll queue up with like some free art and set up stuff and uh, can get you going with some t-shirts and posters whatever the shit you want to put your shit on shit and if you call them right now and tell them that you don't like this podcast they'll hang up on you they will they're our friends you assholes immediately slam it down with extreme prejudice <laughs> uh, but this episode this is episode 33 yeah we're 33 episodes into this we now. are um, which uh, is uh, uh, 3 times 11 yeah it is it's a good milestone Yes. Anyway, uh, but thank you guys for listening. This episode is with singer-songwriter, Pittsburgh-based singer-songwriter, Devin Moses of Devin Moses and the Save. Yeah. And Devin wound up being a super fucking cool conversation. Yeah, we had a really good time. Really enjoyed talking to Devin. Uh, We previewed some tracks off his uh, current album, Hit to Hurt, which you can find on uh, Devin Moses and the Save's Bandcamp page, and you can find that through their Facebook or through our Facebook or wherever. Um, And we just talk about... His songwriting process, how he got to be a musician. Yeah. Where his inspirations come from, you know? What what gets him uh, gets him pumping when he when he gets his stuff written down, you know? And and then we just talk a little bit of shit too. So why not, you know? Get yeah. real. Because he's uh like like you know, a lot like Zach, how he was uh, we had him on here just to talk because it was his music and stuff, but he wanted just being a cool dude. He's a like minded dude, yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, just a like minded dude who we can just shoot the shit with. But it's a good episode, we really like it. Yeah. We think you guys are really gonna like it. I don't think you like your music like his music uh, as well, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, if you're a fan of anything like the band or Dawes or uh, Ryan Adams or yeah. um, you know, any any kind of like Dylan, yeah. any kind of rollicking, good Americana. Yeah, definitely. If you would. Um, but yeah, he, uh, really good music. So, um, and a really cool dude, like we said. So here we go. Without further ado, episode 33 with Devin Moses.
Hey, what's up, everybody? It is the Freshly Baked Crackers podcast. This is Josh. This is Ian. And we are back with a guest. Yeah, yeah. No, another, not another episode of you listen to us fucking drone <laughs> on about what's going on with nerdy movie news and we shit. We probably won't be bitching about Batman versus Superman again for yeah, at least this episode. You guys can have a break for a few weeks of us <laughs> bitching about what Jared Leto's Joker is going to be like. Um, because we have a guest, and we have a very awesome guest. Um, so we're not going to dilly-dally. We're going to yeah. go right to it. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, from... Pittsburgh and not Philadelphia mm. from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Singer, songwriter, sometimes juggler, Mr. Devin Moses. Devin, welcome to the podcast. Gentlemen, gentlemen, thanks for having me on. Uh, it's a nice little Sunday night. I don't mind it at all. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Chilling. Chilling. So, uh,. I don't know how into uh, how Devin and I know each other, how into that we can get, because we're a part of a secret fucking top secret <laughs> Facebook group that we I don't know. It's like Fight Club. I don't know how much of it we're allowed to talk about outside of the confines of it. I don't even know how I got into it in the first place. I don't even know how that happened. It's a, it's a weird. It's just like Wonderland. Alice didn't really know how the fuck she got there either. <laughs> just stumbled into the hole. Yeah. 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 No. Like I was just like, oh yeah, of course there'd be a you know a, a, a JRE like main group, and then you sure. like then these subculture like little groups of like, well fuck this group, we're gonna go to this group, now. right? <laughs> and they're like, let's invite this guy, and I'm just like. Wait, what are they doing today? What are they doing? <laughs> like what? Like who are these people taking these crazy ass pictures? You know, I mean, or just having silly games? Or like one day, right? Like everyone's getting poked. Like yes. I, I don't even know why. What's going on? And then like you know, I'm constantly to this day. I am constantly in a poking war with Ryan. Ashley and Marty Cordiff. The entire, <laughs> like, all day long, I can't take a shit or go and do anything where I check my phone out without having one of them just being like, hey, bro, how you doing? Pokey poke. That it, yeah, I, I, I don't, uh, I don't know. It's, it's weird when you, like, have a certain mindset, especially, like, in, like, you know, midday or you know, you're in professional mode or you're doing something actually serious. And you just look at your phone and you just see an update. It's just like, like Tommy poked you. You're like, oh shit, <laughs> fucking Tommy. Like, you know, it's just it's ridiculous. But it's a nice little like, you know, silly ass reminder. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's pretty cool. It's a it's a pretty cool group of like minded people and uh, yeah, fucking weird too. You know, fucking <laughs> maniacs, fringe people, savages, savages. absolute yeah. savages. Um, but through this, I I came, I, you know. While checking out, like who are the who are the other people in this fucking group? You know, I come across this dude who's a musician. I'm like, okay, I'll check this dude's stuff. Okay, he's got an acoustic guitar. <laughs> All right, I'm already okay. You right, know, I'm already right. siding with him. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is like I see the the, the cover of your album. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like this kind of reminds me of like the band or something. I bet this shit's up my alley. Right. Fucking a, it totally <laughs> it totally was. was. Go go go. Yeah, that's well, dude. You know, when they were talking about uh, like. Well, like you know, members were like you know discussing album covers. I was like, dude, I don't like right now for what we were making, for what we were making at the time, for what we put out. Um, I didn't want there to be any kind of misconceptions. Sure, you know what I mean. You kind of get an understanding going into what's going, you know, what what you're going to listen to just by listening to that, you know, seeing the uh, the cover. You're like, all right, nothing nothing you know fancy, nothing convoluted for the most part. And then there's just a picture of them outside of just some. You know, some fantastically old school, um, you know, 
you could say a hole in the wall or shitty, but like I thought, it was, you know, it looks great. You know, I mean, the lights oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Like the old school pick. You know, it's a little simplistic, but I, like, I prefer it for that. You know, what I'm I saying? dig it. I dig it. Mm. Um, um, yeah, so, yeah, so uh, uh, we are totally uh, hearing what I'm saying back into our... Okay, stop. Good. That was that was really fucking jarring for a moment. Yeah. Everything I said was getting repeated back to us in our headphones for a moment there. I was like, oh, fuck. This is going to be a fucked up interview. <laughs> so um, the album we're talking... Well, let's, let's, let's start... Let's go back a little far. Let's not just start with the album. Let's, let's talk about you as a, as a songwriter and how how you kind of came to this like what are what are uh, what's your earliest memory of like not just music but maybe like when you thought hey man this is something maybe i could do um i didn't pick up a guitar until i was um 18 okay. you know, I, really, wow. I, didn't, I didn't buy a guitar till i was 18 i was a drummer before that i was a drummer you know and you know i was you know um Church groups, you know, it's a great excuse to play drums all the time. You play drums with them. I did the same uh, thing. All right, right on. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I like it. that's how you know your parents are, you know, fucking nuts, and they love you because they're like, yeah, I'll buy you a drum set for Christmas. Right. Uh, <laughs> it is. It, you don't think about it at the time, but you look back on, it, you're just like, wow, these yeah. motherfuckers knew what they were getting themselves into. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. for it. You're like, I'm gonna listen to my kids suck ass for like three years right <laughs> brutal and brutal but yeah i've started that and uh i think you know my grandma bought me a harmonica when i was a kid and i started messing around with that a little bit started messing around with different keys of, of the uh the harp and then i think it played bass but that was about it man uh the uh you know all those chord structures and stuff scared the hell out of me so i was like uh it seems too much i don't give a fuck about that you know right. but uh <laughs> i'm sorry just to uh and get back to that. But I picked up the guitar when I was 18 because I was at uh, this place called the United States Military Prep School in Jersey. And I was on for like six months of restriction and fatigue tours uh, because apparently, you know, it's frowned upon to take part in a cake party next to an FBI building at a fort when you're underage. I didn't know. I had, you know, I had no idea. You know, but uh, such a it was just, silly laws. Yeah, <laughs> it was just it was ridiculous. I was like, I had no idea. This is crazy. <laughs> this is a free people country. out there committing real crimes right now. Right. That's right. You're arresting privates for underage drinking. How <laughs> dare you, sir? You <laughs> FBI footage of us drinking. That's ridiculous. But uh, <laughs> oh yeah, they got my prints. It's all over for me. But uh, anyway, yeah. So that's man. I was I was in a, a you know military timeout for a little bit. So I was like, all right. Well, this is a perfect timing perfect time to pick up a new skill so i picked up a uh acoustic i started playing but it wasn't until i'd say you know a couple years later uh that i was uh actually you know starting to take the poetry and then apply it to the song right you know what i mean just apply it to the the guitar playing I guess sure right say. right did you do any kind of writing like that before the music came along or did you kind of force yourself into that with, with the songwriting no man, I was writing like <laughs> I was writing funny poetry when I was like, you know, ten years old and stuff like that. And you know, just like the the basic concept rhymes of like night fight, all right tonight. You know, are you too true blue? All small fall. You know what I mean? Like really simplistic rhymes, but they were still like yeah, you know, it still had a flow to it. You know sure, what I mean? Right. But, uh, yeah, it was great. But now I didn't have anything to apply that to until I started playing the acoustic guitar, and that's when you know obviously you 
then become that guy wearing a poncho outside mm-hmm. of a fire uh, <laughs> with like uh, you know Wizard of Oz hat on, you know somehow, <laughs> and uh, got boot cut jeans, and you're singing about uh, rivers, your brother's wisdom, and states' names, right? <laughs> nice. All of that some shit. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Sufjan Stevens got it. I mean, it's, it sounds exactly like what happened to him. <laughs> that is, that's hilarious. That is so true. Oh, man. Yeah, it's always like some siblings. You know, that's like the essence of folk writing, it seems like. You know, you see so much in hip hop, like it's, you know, uh, you know, stating your claim and, you know, how fantastic you are. You know, and uh, rock and roll is always like, let's be subversive and wordplay and just everything's going to be some kind of convoluted metaphor for oral. Right. But <laughs> yeah, right. It's just, you know, but like folk just definitely has that kind of like those kind of, I guess you could say premises, right? You know what I mean? Like, sure. I always you mean, enjoy. You mean River by Joni Mitchell isn't about <laughs> sucking dick? I've totally missed the fucking point of all of her music at this point. I'm like, wait, that doesn't apply to that shit too? <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> I thought she was like, like, I wish I had a river so I could skate to some D. Right, right. Oh, man. I got to re the whole Blue album I got to re listen to now. The Blue album, if I'm in post breakup, if I'm in post breakup, then I'm like, this is perfect. This is perfect. I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go make a, you know, some tea listening to Joni Mitchell and cross my legs. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe eat a pint of ice cream. Right. God damn it. That sounds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Josh, did, um, you are you are a musician, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> I have I, since moving to, to St. Louis. I kind of haven't played it out as much. Yeah. My guys are all kind of back in my hometown. Um, so you're in St. Louis now. Where are you from? I'm from a little town in Illinois called Effingham. We have the world's largest cross. <laughs> oh, that's. Uh... And as as I describe it, you can be like, I see why he moved. Right, like, I right. Like it, the uh, town was so shitty, I was like, I should move to Fergus. <laughs> that's. <laughs> oh man, that's so wild. They have the wait. They have the world's largest cross. The world, uh, the largest cross yeah. in the world. Yeah, and it looks like it looks like it was made out of mobile homes. Yeah, like it's trailers like stacked in sh- each other and shit. Like it's <laughs> it's it's it it a cross marks a grave. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, something died there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a lot of people's dreams. <laughs> a lot, of, a lot, a lot of people never leave. Still talking about their high school wrestling career. That's right. I almost we don't even we didn't even have wrestling when I was in high school. That's how remote this fucking place is. They just got wrestling. <laughs> they didn't have enough people for a one man sport. <laughs> wrestling was created by the Greeks thousands right. of years ago, and they were still like, I don't know. We got basketball. You got, we don't have wrestling until they finally moved into a new school. And somebody was like, We got to catch up with the world. Yeah, but, yeah. Illinois, that's also another basketball state as well. Oh, yeah. Okay. Big time, big time. Yeah. 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 I, I, played, uh, I played football the way through uh, college. Oh, wow. Okay. I, fin- I finished it out. Um, my mom was like, You know. Hey, you guys want to go to college? That's great, but you know, y'all gotta figure that out. So uh, you know, we uh, we got uh, you know some scholarships and stuff like that to play ball. Nice, but yeah, it, it, it wasn't that it wasn't that bad of a time, uh, really. But you definitely uh, moved after moving from what after being at West Point and then going to like Cal U PA, which is like this small little you know college in uh, south of Pittsburgh. Like it seemed like you know Wonderland after right. that. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, oh, this is fantastic. You mean no one's yelling at me for like, dude, if you miss class or not miss class, if you were late to class, you had to walk three hours back and forth in the middle of the fucking lot at West Point with a, like, a rifle from like, the, you know, the Cold War because oh. you were like, yeah, I was like, this whole party sucks. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I almost yeah. went to the Air Force Academy after high school, but I bailed on the whole thing when they told me that six foot eight is way too tall to be a pilot. Damn, Josh, like, you're six foot eight. Yeah, <laughs> it's not all it's cracked up to be. Traveling's a bitch, dude. Yeah, no, no, I'm not. I'm I'm like six two and some change, and I'm not jealous of six eight whatsoever, my man. <laughs> you can keep that shit all day. Yeah, that's, I, that's pain. I, yeah. I dream of. Shit, I'm five three, and I'm not jealous of it. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Ian, Ian's a tiny man. Yeah, I'm a little tiny fella. That's pretty awesome, man. Everywhere you go, everywhere, there's, everywhere you go, there's clothes your size. Actually, that's the exact opposite. You can't find anything when you're my size. It's the same as oh, being little really? tall guys, too. Oh, you yeah. You just have to be average. You have to it, be average. There's nothing yeah. for me. I, I haven't been able to buy shoes in years. Ian I have to, so like, short, luckily just find so, them. This is for all the listeners at home, just so they know this. <laughs> Ian is so short that when he sits on my couch in my living room, his feet don't touch the ground. Not at all. Like, not at all. <laughs> I look like a six-year-old. It's fucking insane. That is actually pretty wild. That's that's actually pretty nuts. I have a, a hard whole, time on the bus. Whole, that's a whole experience. Yeah, it's uh, like whole, the world's yeah. different down here. We're quite a dichotomy of a team. It'd be better if somehow I was black. <laughs> yeah. Then we'd really be different. <laughs> it would totally be different. Yeah. But anyway, or, or, or a chick, just a six-foot-eight chick. Yeah, oh, yeah. Fantastic. I'd be all right with that. I'd be six foot eight woman. You'd be all right with that. Fucking said that to you in a very alluring way, and you were like, "I'd be all right with that." And you fucking looked me up and down like the way a man looks. You know. Uh, He gave you a one. Yeah, he gave me a toe to fucking top, real Uh, quick. I like that. Like that reminds me of my. my, That reminds me of my favorite. uh, One of my favorite religious quotes. Uh, This pastor was talking to like for this football team, and he's like, "Gentlemen." You can't help that first look, but you can help the second. And I was like, that's the funniest religious shit I've ever heard in my life. That's pretty great. Like, you know, like, just, he's just acknowledging that like there's nothing you can do for the most part. But, you know, I mean, try to like hold it together for Jesus and stuff. Right, right. That's right. basically what he said. Just fake it in front of the Lord. Yeah. All right? hey, uh, AKA your wife. You know yes. what I'm saying. Right, yes. right. Yeah. Absolutely, in every aspect of your life. Just pre- <laughs> when the boss comes by, pretend like you're working. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and yeah, I saw that meme where it says like how to how to adult. Replace the uh, wait. Replace the the phrase "fuck you" with "I'll get right on that." Yeah. <laughs> 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 mm. That's true. Yeah, that pretty much is That's life. True. <laughs> That's one of the is great things true? about working in kitchens, though, is that every once in a while there's just a moment where someone just like. Fuck this and fuck all of you and like it's just there's a lot of people who like aren't wanting to be like normal productive members of society that filter into somehow right. working in kitchens. Well you have to love knives and fire and yeah. dangerous shit, you know. And every once in a while a bipolar yeah. motherfucker gets in and it gets real interesting. Indeed, indeed. indeed. So so uh uh, what like when did you start your first? We're going. We're getting back to you. Somehow we be, right. it's, it's talking, talking about, about us now. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have to, Devin. We're gonna have to talk about <laughs> you a little bit. Uh, so let's like when did you first get like put together a band? Is 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 Devin Moses and the Saved the like the original fucking? Yeah, that's the, uh, that's the first project, man. Okay, nice. right on. Okay. That's what's up. Yeah. So um, yeah, I started writing a lot. I'd say probably around twenty. 
Okay. And then uh, just, you know, I like the Edgar Allan Poe approach, right? You just write a bunch. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> and then you know, eventually you're going to write something decent. You know what I mean? Like right. if you just keep if – you, if you just keep making chairs, eventually you're going to make like a pretty good goddamn chair. So like that's what totally. happened uh, with, you know, the writing the songs. And so I, I took some ones that I liked – uh, but also, you know, at the time, dude, you know, you're self-conscious. And you're not even exploring your voice. I was never trained in anything. So, I, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. So you write some songs, right, initially. And they're like, you know, they're quieter songs. They're headphone songs, you know. Sure. But then the more you write and then once you get a band, you know, then you start to write, you know, songs um, that allow, you know, more influence from other members instead of it just being done. You know what I mean? Right. Sure. And is, I mean, are you guys more of like a collective songwriting unit or do you come with the ideas and they help you flesh them out? Um, well, yeah, basically, uh, you know, everyone can have as much influence as they want with their instruments, you know, obviously for, for the song's sake, you know what I mean? Uh, but I write the, you know, the songs, uh, everything, from yeah, just the chord structure and you know the lyrics, obviously, and stuff like that. So I write still in a folk style of you know I try to really hammer out where I want the bridge to be and you know where I want my you know voice to be now at least. Um, and then I present that to them, and then and then we work on it uh, a couple times through and see what you know see what comes of it. You know what I mean? But, sure. Uh, yeah, that's basically it for the most part, which tends to work pretty well uh, at sure. least right now. Right now, like. Uh Break me to break down the save for me. Like, like, what's how many people are in the band? How many? What, what's everybody doing? Is is do you have a do you have a dancer like uh, the mighty mighty Boston's? <laughs> we do have uh, we do have fast Eddie on the, uh, on, the on the tambourine. So. Okay, nice. Uh, I I like to think uh, it's a little Brian Jones down massacre, uh, you know, kind of homage kind of thing because they had a a tambo player as well. But I just dig it, man. I just like uh, I just like the sound, especially you know with the acoustic guitar. And for some reason, just you know, it's it, the acoustic guitar is always a, it's a rough it's a rough scene when it comes to uh, doing live sound, right? Sure. But uh, you know, I don't know. Somehow the uh, because of the just the the frequency of the tambo, it just works out, um, to, especially live. But I like that uh, a lot. But I just like the whole. Um, I mean, we did have uh, we did have a, a great violinist, Paloma Wu, um, as our uh, violinist, and you, she's on the album. But uh, she's unfortunately had to step down for a bit, and uh, so. But what ended up happening was that another bass player became available. So uh, I talked to my the current bass player, uh, Ryan Vary, and he stated that you know he'd be open to playing keys. And what happened was uh, the other bass player, uh, Chris, uh, aka Trip, uh, he went and then played the, uh, the bass. And so by the violinist stepping out. Um, at that, you know, in the next like couple of weeks, it allowed the uh, you know that whole transition to happen. So, you know, I just really dig that sound now too. Is having you know me on acoustic guitar and harmonica, having a guy on keys, and then having a bass player, and then having uh, a telly and a strat guy, and the telly guy just you know a lot of times just playing straight up you know downstroke rhythm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. Keeping that going uh, in a clean way, and uh, and it allows me to like you know, explore more rhythm and uh, that that you know downstroke and upstroke dance kind of feel uh, with the acoustic, and then allowing the guitar player to really you know roam and just you know tastefully know where to go, um, and then pretty you know you know simplistic organ or piano uh, going on, and then and then Ryan does you know he gets his uh, he gets a uh, decorative as well on the on the keys, but 
and then also have a metal drummer. Okay, oh, nice. Scott, Scott Mervick, who's played you know a lot of you know a lot of rock and roll, right? A lot of metal, you know. And so he, um, you know, I wouldn't call him a metal drummer. I was just you know that's he, he's had a lot of experience in that field. Um, but he uh, has because of that, he has these great breakdowns. You know what I mean? Where it's a pop. You know what I mean? And uh, because of that, uh, with the harmonica and the way that cuts through, uh, we just we have this really interesting, uh, especially the new songs we're working on right now. Um, we have this interesting way of uh, you know coming down to either solos or transitions and stuff like that. That uh, you know, it's, it's nice having like that metal kind of bre- breakdown and then have that with like uh, a heavy folk feel as well. It's a yeah. little bit more. It's a lot more abrasive. Then, uh, I, you know what I mean? Then, uh, because I, I like to think of who could I compare it to. Uh, and there's these great guys, Ockerville, you know, Ockerville Ocker, River, I believe. Mm-hmm. I believe okay. Sure. Yeah, Ockerville River. And, um, and, and, and some other cats who have acoustic, uh, you know, guitar based music, but then a big band behind them. But, you know, what's interesting about that is it's kind of a, its own little, you know, niche in its own right. So, uh, there's not a lot of guys uh, that choose to go with that, you know. Yeah. You know. At least, at least in a very like the acoustic guitar is still a demanding part of the song. You know what I mean? Mm. Right, right. Uh, like it's a like it's still influencing in the uh, direction of the song in that way, which is uh, yeah, maybe like you know early Bowie as well. You always have that. Yeah. But. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So how um, the the album you have out right now, Hit to Hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long was how long was the the process as far as putting that together or songwriting that or? Oh yeah, um, well that took uh, I don't know man we talked we started that probably in like June around June we finished it in uh, I don't know maybe a, a two months later somewhere around okay. there uh, but it was just like you know uh, doing it the weekends stuff like that uh, you know Saturday and Sunday coming in you know, all that fun stuff. We did it with uh, Jay Vega over at uh, Wilderness Studio. And uh, that was a that was a great time as well. Um, it was just a really nice, uh, comfortable spot, especially for your, you know, for your first time doing that as a band. You know, it's always nice to have a comfortable uh, uh, place to do that, as you know. So it was right in the, uh, kind of like in the woods, you know, obviously the wilderness, but um, in this place called Cranberry Township, or at least near there, it might be in a, uh, another neighborhood i couldn't recall but it's definitely back in the back in the cut in in a way uh so it was definitely a very comfortable place but yeah we just i guess two months or something like that but uh it was uh it was a really interesting time to record too it in uh you know in uh in like a week i think i had a relationship end and two friends pass it was like, oh, <laughs> it was, oh jesus yeah yeah so it's, it's really rough emotional territory to then go like all right all right, now uh, can you get like emotional and you know really be? And I, it's such you know you know it's a it's a silly quote, but like being yourself is hard sometimes, man. You know what I mean? When you want right. to you know, fake it, if you're gonna be sincere, you know what I mean. If you're not gonna waste anybody's time and uh, you know drawing that upon yourself while you're already in that state, you definitely get some interesting art out of it. To say the least, if you choose to channel it, right? Yeah. So. That was definitely uh, an interesting experience, and so uh, probably something I don't want to do again, though. You know? Sure, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. absolutely. I would guess not. <laughs> sure, it's emotionally taxing for sure. Yeah, um, man. I, 
that's definitely something I never thought about as a live performer. You know, because you know we're conditioned in this masculine way to believe what tough work is, right? And right. it's not it's not some Nancy on stage with an acoustic guitar, you know. <laughs> uh, so it's just it's it's funny after a show, you know. Most of the time, dude, like you know, I I, I know some guys want to go out afterwards, but I'm just like, all right. So uh, I'm gonna go home then. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I was always, I've always been that dude. Yeah, yeah. Especially like, I mean, my band. We a first, the first band I was really in did original music, but then after that, we just evolved into like a kind of cover band that would play four hours, <laughs> you know, of stuff like Fish and Dead tunes and stuff like that. And right. after after playing for four and a half hours and like loading in and loading out, it's like I'm going home. What the fuck you guys are doing? <laughs> yeah. And I drank like a fish through the whole show too. So that's yeah, that's exactly uh, you know that's why you know that's why I became a live musician. I thought that was the whole purpose of it, right? Right, <laughs> is to have naturally offensive habits, but have it seem practically normal uh, for your situation. Right, yes. right. That's I kind of feel yeah. that way about just like about being a chef and like yeah. the idea of just like where can I be a fucking weirdo <laughs> and like work with my hands and right. uh, and Cursing. have unlimited bacon. <laughs> yeah, and unlimited so, bacon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's so true. And they like they just like okay, no, he's he's doing a great job, so he can, he's allowed to be as crazy as he wants to be. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? Just, yep. Yeah, if you want to be your yourself in the most offensive way, you know that's. Probably doable for the most part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what always draws me kitchen, to writing too. You know, in, in most kitchens I've worked in, like yeah. you go out of your way to try to be the most offensive person. Oh yeah, here. exactly. Yeah, I, I uh, I'm, I'm all about uh, you know uh, at least uh, acknowledging an archetype that you're adopting and just going like, okay, well, you know, at least in this archetype that I'm adopting for now. You know, I know there's these certain kind of variables and there's pros and cons, like a video game character. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. Like, right, well, I enjoy this archetype for now, and uh, because it allows me to uh, you know fill the fill these needs, and I know I'll be perceived as such, which may be negative in the long term, but for right now, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> right. Until the crushing stop sign that is. A pregnant wife <laughs> drops into your life like I'm at right now. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll definitely go to see that fucking. Sh- oh wait, <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna be doing at that point. Sam. I can't buy tickets to shit. <laughs> indeed, indeed, indeed. But you know what the best part it was? I was listening to uh, you listen to uh, Joey Diaz's uh, podcast at all? Oh yeah, absolutely. Actually, this we're going to Joey this weekend, a week from uh, right. this coming Thursday, Friday, Saturday. He's oh, here. Yeah. Wow, that's that's dope, man. That's dope. I don't think he likes Pittsburgh. He was talking shit on Pittsburgh. <laughs> There's a lot He's of a shit dog. he doesn't like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Pittsburgh, dog. <laughs> uh, so, so, and then Brian Callen was shitting on us too because he's like talked about how he came in like. Like during like uh, you know some like football season and like you know nobody was coming to his show on like a Saturday night. I guess it was the same night a football game or something like that. <laughs> so no one came to his show and he was like so pissy about it. But like yeah, what did you, Brendan? You know whatever the guy's name. He's like he's like yeah, dude, don't go to Pittsburgh and you know and, and have a show on a game night. Nothing's going to happen. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, unlike St. Louis, football. obviously by our recent football <laughs> thing, yeah. you become everyone would be your show if you came on a Sunday because no one goes to the football games here. <laughs> <laughs> dude wh- wait weren't the rams originally la they were yeah they were and yeah then, then they moved here and the cardinals were originally here. st louis yeah. the st louis cardinals baseball and football 
Cardinals moved to Arizona. We got and then eventually the Rams. the Rams came here. That would have been late nineties. And um, then and now they're gone. We're, we're talking big about maybe getting a major league soccer team at this point. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I want to see LA have a football team again. Yeah, be, it'd be nice for them. Be, I think it'd be cool. Yeah, I think it'd be really cool. Even even the Raiders. I don't know. I've always been a Raiders fan, man. I love the Raiders in the seventies. You know what I mean? I just like that 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 dirty. Back when they were ex like ex cons, they were all like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. At least that's what that's what they portrayed them as. Yeah, but just get it done, right? I always love that man. I always love that. There's like that. baby murdering ex cons, and now you see them on TV like reading with children, in right? The library. Like, <laughs> right. Wait a second, you're not the Raiders I remember. You guys are role models now. You guys all had crazy mustaches, and we're just like off banging hookers and f- playing football. Uh, yeah, uh. yeah. The stuff you could get away with. I remember um, this. Uh, being out in, in high school playing ball, um, I was recruited by um, us one this one coach who played for the Steelers back in the seventies. He was okay. part of the linebacking corps, and uh, not naming names, of course. But he used to talk about like how like his his what they would pay him playing football for Arkansas. He bought his mom a house. <laughs> like, that's that's college alone. That's how much dough they're making. Wow. You know, and then the NCAA smartened up, and they're like, "No, we have to make it strict laws because that way only we can make the money." Right. 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 Like it's, it's just it's hilarious. Yeah, I'm not complaining. I went to West Point, then I, then I went to uh, Cal U PA. So you know, I, I got a full ride there, so I couldn't complain. But uh, you know, especially at the Division Two level, you know, you're really happy to get a full ride uh, that way. But. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was definitely that was pretty wild, and I've completely lost my train of thought. By the way, that's all right. Yeah, there is no train. No, no, it's all that's a, uh, <laughs> we're just wandering around here. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> there is no spoon. <laughs> yeah. Now, Josh, do you play uh, do you play acoustic and electric, or do you prefer electric? I am acoustic. Yeah, I'm a I'm a Martin man. I I, <laughs> I bought an electric a year ago and got rid of it and traded it in and an amp in on podcast. And now equipment. we've got good equipment. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I always, I'm like, I always have a fucking guitar slinging guy that's in my band with me. I've always like, and my piano player is ridiculous too, because we're, we're more of like, uh, you know, we're a jammy type band. We do like the eight, nine, ten minute songs, the the four song (laughs) sets kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I dig that. I did. Well, dude, that's 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 a that's a great time as well, man. You know, any situation that calls for, you know, sometimes it's uh, sometimes you. Uh, we have we do a cover of um, Behind the Pines. Okay. Uh, uh, but we speed it up uh, pretty quick, and we you know add a little bit more uh, guitar solos, but it's still acoustic bass, you know, four chords. But you know, it's just you know those songs when you can stretch them out and really make them you know last, and then pick them up, and you know, and finish them proper. You know, after like seven minutes, that's yeah. that's definitely its own. That's definitely its own skill to say the least. Oh, for sure. You know? Oh, yeah. I, I don't have patience for it. To, like three minutes, we're done. I've, I've got my point across. I don't want to. I don't know. I feel insecure about wasting people's time. I don't know. But like to be able to be like comfortable enough to be like boom and push it like, like seven, eight minutes. That's pretty dope. I think. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it's the hardest for the front man to kind of do because you're like you're like the guy that's and I'm the same way. I'm the guy sometimes like just G and D and C while you guys are having a blast here going yeah. guitar piano sparring, you know, and it's like but yeah, I like it so exactly. much that I was like, Oh, it's all right, we can do it. Let's chill. Yeah, 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 Josh, that's when you do like really simple tricks. You just like start hammering strings. Yeah. Dude, I hammer strings offensively all the time. Any chance I get, I'm just like just hammering strings in the weirdest way like oh why don't i just pick up my finger here because i can't do the f chord 
with barring it across with my index. I, so I hold down the E with my uh, with my thumb. So <laughs> it's it's uh, yeah. So there's a lot of room to explore. But yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's why I have a harmonica too. That's yeah, what I, that's my that's my excuse on not learning the scales. Okay. That's that's exactly where I'm at too. I'm the same exact guy. I'm just like, ah, oh, that's for you guys. I'll just sit here and be compelling as a front man right. and tell some jokes and stuff. Be authentic. Yeah, I'll throw I'll throw a create like a rap verse in the middle of a song that you didn't see coming. Meanwhile, you guys do all the heavy lifting with all the uh, tingle dingle and the brown owls. You guys got all that stuff. Oh, so you got a uh, you got a. Uh, do we lose you? Oh, okay. Oh, is it playing? Oh, okay. I didn't realize it was still playing here. Yeah, this is, uh, we're listening to Talking in My Sleep by Devin Moses and the Save. We don't have it turned up enough for us to hear. There we go. Okay. Um, yeah, so tell us a little bit about this track. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's uh, it's a it's. I wrote it after you know having uh, you know one of those times. I I never do it. You know, I never drink too much or say things I don't mean. You know, what no. I mean. So I don't know who the song's about. You know what I mean? Right. But, just like uh, you, yeah. I understand the idea of like just creating a character outside of yourself and yeah. making a song about them. <laughs> totally. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly, exactly what my. I have a song about called Bar Skank, and it's not about <laughs> girls I've actually dated. It's a, it's, it's a, completely it's not fantasy. Being at all. It's not. Yeah. It's right. Not jabbing at anybody. Yeah. Not angry about it at all. <laughs> no, not at all. Definitely, it's it's from a happy place. It's just I saw yeah. a movie, and I was like, yeah. I could turn this into a song. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, but. Uh, I what I what I enjoy about this song it's kind of like the uh, the waltzy nature to it mm-hmm. you know what I mean and looking back maybe I you know uh, maybe I think maybe I would have added drums a little bit sooner on the second verse but I, you know I feel like the guitar and then the uh, the filling by the uh, the female vocals by Paloma in the back uh, and um, and by Ryan Berry as well that are filled in on the second verse help still uh, still carry it to uh, to allow it to reach that. Uh, dual crescendo and then and have that the the chorus just repeat you know twice and then finish out proper and like a it's a pretty short tune but like you know i, I like it that way sometimes you know what I mean? yeah, at least yeah. for this album i was going for no you, you say, as you say when you're like i were maybe able to change the way the drums came in a little earlier are you prince like do you <laughs> does someone have to pull music out of your hands or you're just gonna <laughs> mess with it until infinity like are you one of those artists no. No, unfortunately not. But I think I'm getting better at that. <laughs> I think I'm improving on that. You know, when you're when you're younger, and even in, if you're if you're aware, you can you can grow a little faster. I found, especially if you're interested in whatever skill that you're working on. Sure. Um, so as music being this one, you know, a lot of the new, these newer tunes that I've been writing, I've been really like kind of like a more of I guess the metaphorical way would be. Uh, explain would be you know like a stone right and you and you're chipping it away at it instead of just like you know before the other songs were more like just making a chair like pop 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 done you know all right next one you know what I mean and then looking back and out of the 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 number of them that I've written going like I like that one that one that one and you know these eight out of fifty I like you know what I mean right um, at least the other way um, if I I do work on it but I don't spend as much time writing in the lyrical way as much as I did before. 
Uh, I still have uh, loads and loads of, uh, I don't want to call it material, but uh, that's what, yeah, to be uh, blunt, I guess you would be, yeah, material. But I, uh, you know, I have enough there. I'm not concerned about writing, but just now that I'm writing in this slower way, I think by the time I do record it, it will be done. You know what I mean? I'll, I yeah. would have thought, I thought about all the angles by the time it's ready to be put up. So I think that's one of the things I've learned as well. But I, you know, I mean, these, this is me being crazy as well, right? You know what I mean? When it comes to like looking, listening to albums that you wrote, because you're like, oh, I could have done this wrong and I don't like my voice here and all that fun stuff that makes you a guy that wants to be on stage in the first place, right, guys? Right. Absolutely. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Feel like a fucking weirdo in a crowd, but I'm fine standing in front of right. one. I got no problem with that. Yep. Oh my god. Yep. So, uh, what is what 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 do you what do you want to hear the people to hear from the album? Is there an, is there a track that uh that uh, you? I, yeah, I mean, I, I do. I, I'm I like sure you that. like them all. Obviously, they're your fucking children. <laughs> but, right. Uh, of course. Yeah. I'm not talking to my sleep. I definitely like. Um, I definitely enjoy that one a lot. Um, you know, I enjoy the finish as like an opener track, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's nice, but you know, I, I think, uh, if, if you're not listening to the lyrics, you can feel like, you know, like, all right, I get the song, you know what I mean? It's, um, but if you listen to the lyrics, it's a little bit more fun than you think. Um, but you know, it's a major, like, bah, 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 you know, but it's, it's nice sometimes when you're in a six piece, uh, and then sometimes with the seven, when you're a seven piece, um, especially in that kind of, uh, genre to like, at least have the song structure sometimes be a little bit more, I don't want to say simplistic, but, you know, I mean, at least simple in the way of not as many chords jumping around everywhere. You know, there's a pretty natural flow to everything. That way it gives uh, all the other band members really room to explore. You know what I mean? And kind of claim their own territory in the song, I find. Yeah. That's, that's, just, that's just me. Yeah, but uh, Talking to My Sleep and uh you know no good men like me is, is always fun i really dig no good men like me that that that's a fucking great song man thanks man yeah thanks i appreciate that that one uh yeah that's that's uh that's definitely a uh you know it's it has a more country feel to it but i i, I like the uh i mean i use a special 20 uh harmonica which has a kind of a, a brighter feel some okay. ways you know i mean it's definitely stronger it's not as bluesy or country but it's, it definitely has a nice folk vibe and i feel like that's still you know, brings the song back to a kind of a folk medium. Um, yeah. But yeah, I like that song a lot too. Uh, let's, Mike, let's jam a little bit of that. Let's jam a little "No Good Men Like Me." You probably skip past. Yeah, we'll get into we'll get into the the, the meat of it here. Kiss me, darling, one more time While your mind starts to lose car You know you're better off anyhow Than with me at this bar Simple minds come and twine Yeah, that's a fucking great tune, dude. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. I really, yeah, I like, uh, especially like when it kick, starts to kick in. Yeah, yeah it's, I mean, it's got a, it's got. A, I, I like the two like there's the two little plateaus to it. The different. Uh, it's a very it's a very cool tune. I, I like. I, I think you. I think you got a future in this music business thing. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I would hope so. You know, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, you know, I don't think I'm wasting anybody's time with it. You know, no, I mean, I, certainly I, not. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm growing proper. You know, with it, I think I'm. I'm. You know, making enough uh, advances and. 
and being aware of you know how how bad you suck is very important right yeah, that's you know Big and, time, and knowing yeah. that you got to improve it you know what i mean just like all right this is where this is definitely something i need to address you know going forward but uh, what i found also interesting is just you know who you're influencing yourself with you know what i mean and uh, the yeah. direct relation of who you're influencing yourself with and seeing that work its way out in your creativity you know what so I mean? who Being are you influencing yourself with? Yeah. Uh, you know, to be perfectly honest with you, I'm kind of jumping all over the uh, the map as of late. Um, over the summer, uh, as soon as I finished the album, as soon as I finished the the album that we wrote, I started listening to guys like uh, I started listening to Dawes a little bit. Okay. Uh, you know, like um, I I guess you would say like a Jas- Jackson Brown esque kind of uh, uh, style, at least you know, at that. least. But uh, so definitely, and you know, and I don't even know where they're from, but they play. I mean, they might be from LA, uh, but they play a lot, um, and I believe they reside in LA now. Um, but they definitely have that you know Southern California feel, but in a way of like he's playing a Telecaster, right? And he's definitely playing you know open chords and doing some great solos, and he's got a little bit more you know telly rock and roll, which is always sounds pretty good to me. I always like that. But even before that, you know, still acoustic, um, but acoustic, you know, four piece, and mm-hmm. you know, but. Uh, I really dig their sound and just you know great great lyrics, uh, great words and uh, just song structure. You know, listen to those guys that are like, listen to those guys in a band that's like a tight four piece that's been together for you know I don't know ten years or something like that, right? It's like, or yeah, I think maybe maybe a little less than that, but just it's you know just them knowing exactly where they fit. Yeah. It's very yeah. it's very it's very depressing. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> like god damn it. Uh there's so much work to be done. Uh, <laughs> did you did you uh, listen to that stuff that they did when they backed Robbie Robertson? No, 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 no. Yeah, no. They, they, they did a whole album where they backed him as his backing band. And it's it's really fucking interesting shit. And I would yeah, I'd be interested in hearing that. I know uh they did uh they do live shows with Connor Oberst and yeah. That's dude. That is, re- and then they had um, this um, the duo First Aid Kit, and they pl- they were like the backup singers for Connor and Dawes, and it's on YouTube. You can check it out. You know, oh, it's right on. Cool, man. It's dude. It's like it's like the, your you know your I guess indie rocks version of uh... <laughs> woo. <laughs> That's what happens when you leave your phone that you're playing uh, sound clips on. Uh... <laughs> Plugged into your uh, mixer. I thought I, was playing, I thought I was playing Vice City for a second. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, man, dude. That was the best. That's how you educate yourself. I'm like, all right, well, you know, I think it's – I'm 12 years old. It's time to pick up a hooker <laughs> and then obviously kill her because I'm a demented little kid. Right. And then, you know, and then do a rider helicopter run and blow up buildings for <laughs> there will, the next There will six be hours. eventually be a guy who runs – America, who grew up killing hookers in Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> I want oh, yeah, yeah. that America. Yeah, I'm cool with that. That's the America I want. Yeah, same it's, here. Uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be, dude. It's gonna be nuts, right? It's gonna be crazy. All this virtual <laughs> stuff that's happening. It's uh, it's uh, it's it's gonna be very interesting uh, pretty soon. That's why, like, I feel so bad with like when people are like, you know, I'm not into computers and stuff. I'm like, what are you talking about? So you're not <laughs> right. into the world at this point. Like yeah, everything's like, a go fucking out in computer. the fucking woods and rub sticks together, you fucking <laughs> <Alex>. troll. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, like, I don't understand. Like I don't understand like that whole idea of like not embracing 
I mean, I get it if you wanted it to be like, I just want life to be simple, man. But like, you're not really embracing the now, though, are you? Because like, right. the now is like you have these, you know, these appendages called smartphones, and it's like, you know, they solve all your arguments that you've ever had. Yeah. You know, what I mean, like, remember in the '90s when you would have arguments for like, <laughs> like ten weeks? You wouldn't talk to some people. Yeah. Just it was like some facts that you couldn't even find out. You didn't have, you know. Well, people, there was like a default statement. People could be bullshit and you just be like, it's a known fact that beetles eat their own children or whatever it is. Right. You're like, well, what the fuck am I going to say? I mean, to this he guy? said it's a known fact. Yeah. So. How about this? Hey, Josh, I'm a, hey, hey, Josh, I'm an astronaut. Prove me I'm not an astronaut. Right. right. I can't. Yeah. Nope. Like, what? No. Yeah. <laughs> just lie. You know, it's just it's it's like, crazy stuff. Nowadays, you'd be like, oh, I'm here on NASA's actual payroll employee thing here. You're a, you're a fucking janitor <laughs> in, the, in the, the mess hall. You're not, even, you're not even at the fucking base. You're, over, you're somewhere where the fucking... Anyway, yeah. There, but you used to be able to bullshit people really oh, yeah. good. I feel really bad for bullshitters these days, honestly. I mean, really. It's like, a hard time for them. Yeah. What are you going to uh, do at parties anymore? Yep. <laughs> That's, that should be the fucking the slogans like the internet. You can't bullshit bullshitters anymore. You can't bullshit anybody. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're this one of those guys that just it just beats you down with stories and they don't stop talking. <laughs> That stuff is that stuff. They could just run the table, I guess. You could just yeah. never yep. get out of that conversation. Like, I'm pretty sure ever. that was bullshit 15 minutes ago, but I, he's still talking. I really can't still, you know, call him out on it now. Strong. Yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for him to inhale, but <laughs> yeah. you know, I've yet to see anything happen. I don't know. I don't. I, there it is. I put myself in another tangential corner. Yeah. <laughs> God, just going off the deep end. I'm like, I don't even know. If there's nothing to save here. There's nothing to save. So besides Dawes, anybody else out there that's tickling your fancy in the music world these days? That's right. The original premise of the yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Uh, that's why Ian I, keeps I, me I, around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what. You know I mean? There's some genres where I'm just like, okay, I'm definitely not going to explore this in any kind of like, you know, like authentic sense where I'm going to like go album by album and, and you know, slowly, slowly digest this stuff. Sure. You know, like there's like classical like, you know, I mean, I'm not going to totally, you know, seek out certain, you know, composers and stuff like that. I'm just, you know, just maybe eventually I will, but right now I'm not. But so I do listen to like, you know, uh, a, a large different span of, uh, you know, classic, classical stuff. A lot of times for uh, improvements upon uh, certain um, vocal styles that I'm going with, right? Because, okay. you know, have your, you have your, your drawing table. Of you have your maze at least of um, where where the song has to be tonality wise. You know if you want it to to fall in the category of listenable at least. Right. Um, and and then you know and then you got to explore and then you know initially you may just start off in a tonality that is just sounds prototypical. You know what I mean just just works with it and you're like all right whatever. You know but then if you you know go back over it and you run over over and over and over again you obviously realize that there's you know a lot of different places you can go and that can be a, a you know a tiresome task in itself is finding the uh, notes uh, in, in the song um, and just seeing where you got to go uh, but classical is great because if you know if you're working on a bridge and then you have the chord structure down but you're really trying to listen to um, where you can go from there in a, uh, in a in in your you know vocal style at least uh, just I guess just you're just listening to classical all the time just 
all the uh, the multitude of instruments alone and just hearing all those different spaces and all those different, you know, uh, I guess you could say chord structures, you know what I mean? And just going like, oh, wow, there's a lot going on. So there's, a, you know, I mean, just influencing yourself on those different notes everywhere just kind of subconsciously, you know, makes sure, you know, have a better, more keen awareness to uh, where you can explore uh, vocally, I guess you could say, when you're singing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's definitely a more mechanical way to look at it and sometimes and you know, when you're writing a song, you can write it in one way of like, you know, a lot of times like a Bowie-esque kind of way where it's like, well, I was making mouth noises and I thought those mouth noises worked there, so I made up words for it. You know what I mean? It's like um, – um, what's what's the uh, what's the classic uh, Paul song uh, Beatles that he wrote and it was it has a different uh, lyrics uh, style and then um, uh, was it Let It Be I think it was Let It Be uh, and it was like just some silly uh, lyric style uh, oh lyric. Uh, yesterday yesterday yeah yesterday, yeah. yesterday yeah, was yeah. scrambled eggs yeah. oh my baby how I love your legs <laughs> yeah that's right yeah he actually that's- performed it that way on Fallon last year right right. Which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I I agree with Rogan. Fallon definitely is for like the the family time, silly late night thing, like mm-hmm. you know, like feel good opiate of the people kind of stuff. Definitely, that's definitely you know, what I mean, just like the numbing, you know, <laughs> you know that you want sometimes after like a long stressful day. You're like, I don't want anything. I don't want no drama. Right. I just want this to be like you know. McDonald's for my brain. Right. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I think it's a trip though too to like to know that my mom like who has turned 60 this year goes home at night and watches the roots on TV. Yeah. You know, like that's pretty that's pretty crazy <laughs> that that like that got through. Right. That we yeah, live at that... a time where the roots are the house band for the Tonight Show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I and uh dude, and you know what? Screw whoever talks crap on like the roots for like, you know, being a house band. Like, you know, their explanation was like, dude, you know, we're getting older, man. Like, uh, you know, it's, you know, bands do not make a lot of money and you got a sweet deal like this. Like, yeah. you know, have fun after, you know, after it's not like they haven't earned their stripes. Right. All right. Yeah. and as somebody as somebody who's seen been seeing them for years like i've seen the roots i think four times over the years and like this tonight show gig they just it's like when the beatles were playing like two shows a night in that basement bar they're just getting they're so tight yeah playing five nights a week on tv they're consistently practicing essentially yeah yeah Yeah, yeah they are they are they are so tight you get to be so tight when you practice that much i mean i got to play um uh, a show last night at uh, this club called Spirit, and uh, and it was for a, it was it was for a, this guy called Fetterman. It was for a show. He was uh, running. Uh, it's, it's cool. He's on the Bernie Sanders train kind of guy. And uh, okay, nice. I, I I dig that. I dig that. You know, I mean, I'm not I'm not involved. I'm a musician. <laughs> but any excuse to play as long as it's nothing uh, you know crazy. Obviously, I'm just like yeah, I'm down for it. And if it's, you know it's a cool guy, cool cause. All right, right on. But uh. The night before that, we had a show, so we had two shows, and then we had a, a, a show at the Altar Bar the week before. So, I mean, phew, it was nice just being able to play, you know, practicing for the Altar Bar show, playing that weekend, and then next week playing a show on Friday, um, and then playing a show on Saturday. And so, just you know, especially when you're, you, you know, how it is, Josh, especially when you're a band, you know, playing a lot of you know local shows as well. Um, when you get to play that many shows you know, together in a, in a small time. It's just, you know, it's just very nice. Uh, and you get to be really tight. 
Yeah. And, uh, that, you know, we just, you know, we played a pretty strong performance last night. And it was just nice to, uh, especially when you got six people in the goddamn band. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's it's hard enough getting everybody for practice. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, you know, it's, it's you know, somebody's a nurse, you know, uh, you know, somebody's a driver, somebody's a, uh, another person who has like two retail positions. Um, or, I'm sorry, the one worked at a museum. And, uh, you know, it's just, and then another dude's a lawyer, you know, who was in a lawyer in the ACLU, and that's how I met him through another friend, and oh, okay. that was pretty wild. Yeah, he's a savage. <laughs> you know, it's always good to have a a lawyer in the band. Yeah, Hell yeah for real. Just in case. <laughs> uh, just yeah. in case. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because I, <laughs> I would, I would, I would never need it. I would never need one ever. Right. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, but uh, that that that's interesting enough. We're trying to get those uh those savages together, man. It's just like it's uh it's interesting enough, you know what I mean? But uh, it's it's just it was just great to play a nice full set and just be tight, you know. Because a lot of bands, you know, we don't practice as much as we would like, you know. What yeah, I mean? really, right. Like you know, Kurbane, you know, Kurt, like talking about uh, you know, how like a band must practice at least, you know, whatever it is, like four or five times a week or something like that. It was just like, yeah, man, you're going to be exceptionally tight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. from that. That's how my first band, like three of us lived in a house together and the other two were, I mean, in the, in the practice space was the basement. Right. So it was like, we fucking played together all the fuck. It's all we did. Right. Went to work and played in this band all day. Yeah. We're great together. Now though, now my guys, we get together like once every three months. (laughs) They were like, Duh, everybody still remember all along the watchtower. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're not, we're not a, uh, we're not exactly a cover band, but uh, I, I have some, uh, you know, I do not uh, hate on the guys. They're like, man, I still want to jam out, and uh, I wouldn't mind making like, you know, a couple hundred a show. It's like, yeah, that'd be, you know, that's definitely, uh, yeah. If you just want to be from that entertainer, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, but you know, I mean, like that's why I don't. Uh, not, I mean, not not that it's my path, but you know, like when people do like Vegas stuff, you know, I think Britney Spears is, does Vegas. Not that like I, don't, I never viewed her as authentic, but you know, <laughs> oh, he's, he's trying to just be all coy. But he's like, I think Britney Spears does something in Vegas, and I think that <laughs> plane tickets maybe. from Pittsburgh there with hotel is like seven forty. I'm pretty sure. Just a I guess, mean, maybe. I, mean, I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't hate on it, and I'm like, hey man, that that seems like that seems like a dope gig. Where you just you just you don't have to travel at all, yep. and you just play the same place, you know, over and over again. You're guaranteed to play, yeah, dude. Isn't that what basically Tom Jones did for like half a decade? Oh, yeah, for his yeah, yeah, forever. Like, and those casinos, they put you, they give you a house, yep, or a yeah. giant penthouse in the fucking casino, and it's just like some driver comes and gets you once a day, and you come <laughs> sing the fucking theme to Titanic and go home. Go home, yeah, dude. That's, that's, dude, that's what uh, that's what Carrot Top's doing, man. Living like a king. Fuck yeah. yeah, yeah. Crazy ass props. <laughs> Especially if like if you fucking like Vegas and you're like, man, I don't yeah. want to leave. Right. I like yeah. it here. Like I like Vegas. I get to make my nut here. I yeah. Mean, I- I already got, you know, hepatitis. Like, it's, right. it's a done deal. <laughs> Good so, to go. I mean, like, why not just stay here? Why would I leave at this point? Right. A crippling gamble addiction, it's it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, man, thanks a lot for uh, for Skyping in and talking yeah. to us today. We really appreciate really you fun interview, on the show. Yeah, yeah dude. We definitely uh, we covered some ground. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> totally. Um, for everybody listening, uh, you can find Devin... Moses and the Saved on Facebook. Tell them, tell them how to get how to find you. Right, right. Um, you can just check us out. I mean, honestly, brother, if you just type Devin Moses and the Saved 
in Google, you'll be surprised how easy it is to find us. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I'm being sarcastic at all. But, uh, yeah, you can just check our band camp, uh, Devin Mose and the Saved. Uh, we do a lot of activity mostly through our Facebook. Uh, okay. Devin Mose and the Saved as well. And, and is just the and symbol. We've got a Twitter and, uh, uh, Instagram as well. But that's just basically, you know, same soup just reheated. You know what I'm saying? It's right, just, right. uh, <laughs> it's all coming out of the same source. There ain't three of me running around. You know, I never understood, like, I, I get, I get Instagram, but I feel like if you had a Twitter battle, like, like Kanye recently had, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's really hard to get your point across with that kind of, uh, you know, especially when that Amber chick starts throwing that mad heat. It's like, oh, I, yeah. I cannot respond to this in a proper way in uh, 40 characters or less. Right. Did you see the, the tweet that he threw out about that, too? He's like, it was, it was so awkward and 140 characters of awkwardness. It was just like, and as far as any exes are concerned, I don't, no one put anything anywhere. I don't do that. Oh, man. It's like, oh, come on, Kanye. If you want to have someone stick their fingers up your ass, it's no big deal. Right. Come on. Just uh, give, give me another dude, fucking graduation. Like, dude, like, he can't, like, there's no good way to respond to that because everyone's just going to assume that, like, oh, shit, like, well, she's being honest. Yeah, right. I mean, no one's no one's thinking about like how like she might be lying. No, no one's like oh right. No, right. There's, no, there's, so there's no good way of him responding about it. If I know? was Kanye, the way I would respond is I would make a meme of myself. That's just a picture of him making a nonchalant like eh kind of face. <laughs> just put underneath it. Still got laid. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like just like yeah, just having like a shrug face where he's like kind yeah. of smiling like that. Well, it is what it is. Like right. Yeah. Can we get back to the conversation at hand? <laughs> right, right. Vehemently denying it's just going to make it be like, well, this guy, he's into some shit and he doesn't even fucking appreciate it. Especially like, if, like, I wish you could read the way it's worded because it's, it's like, it's the Twitter equivalent of someone going, nah, uh, <laughs> right. your oh. mom. Dude, oh man. Yeah, what, yeah, what's that? Saw some uh, one of those clickbait mm. where it's like, uh, you know, Kanye West awkwardly explains how North Star, uh, you know, or Northwest. Got on his uh, Twitter account or something like that, you know, trying to use an excuse. I thought that was funny. Satirical <laughs> news, you know what I mean? Because all news seems to be, you know, when you see your 50 year old relative posting, you know, some onion article acting like it's a fact. Oh, it's yeah. Always, it's always intellectually depressing. Oh, you should be from a small town of 15,000 in Illinois because you would see a lot of really interesting things that get posted as oh, fact. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Uh, Clayton Bisbee Chappelle show style. The whole way. Look no further, fellas. You found it. Oh, oh my God, dude. That guy still to this day cannot be beat. Cannot be beat at all. But yeah, it was hey, a magical but- moment. That show was was like for two seasons we got away with something. Like yeah. something magic happened on Comedy Central. Not, not just that, but the thing about how all like the musical uh yeah. influences. Oh yeah. Had. Like especially kids in like suburbia or like little river town like myself. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, you know, I mean like the roots, you know, all, you know, all those cats, it was just Get you know, fu- you know, seeing Kanye for the first time, sure. You know, stuff like that. I was like, okay. mm-hmm. yeah, uh, fucking De La. So- I remember that uh, much more song that De La Soul does oh, yeah. on there. I went and bought that album because of that performance. <laughs> I was like, fuck, I didn't realize these guys were even putting stuff out still. Right, dude. I yeah, I didn't know about Dead Prez until I saw uh, the Chappelle show. Uh, what is that? That uh, that party in New York City, Chappelle uh, Dave block Chappelle's party, block party, party. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, fucking yeah. wore that album out. If that album <laughs> wouldn't have been an MP3s on my phone, I would have worn it out. If it had been a tape, I listened to that soundtrack so much. Dude, it's something about like having a really good live band behind you as a mm-hmm. hip hop act. Oh and yeah, not, 
and and uh, it's just it's it's just it's just especially man, especially when they they uh, they kick off the end like that last crescendo when they drop off and they come back in on the on that Dead Press song. Hip-hop. Oh yeah, it's real hip hop and it don't stop yeah. till we got that the crackers off the. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. My band used to cover that. We did nice. the exact same version as that. And you want to see something funny? See a group of six, six or seven white dudes in a small town in <laughs> Illinois doing a live version of hip hop by Dead Prez that has lyrics like "I'm down for running up on those crackers up at City Hall." Like we um, we, we played some um, weird songs. <laughs> Oh my God, Josh! Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, I realize as I say that I'm like, how the fuck did we get away with doing this shit in right. like in a town where that's, everybody, most of the people, are like, man, play that fucking Lyle Love it shit. That, that, that's Free pretty bird. Wild. That's pretty wild. Yeah, I don't. I don't. The, the most I, uh, I've, I've said some pretty wild uh, covers to my to my bandmates as text like what about this at 3 a.m this seems right. like a good idea and they don't even respond i'm like yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't respond to that one either actually <laughs> oh yeah I've done fair that too. enough have you guys ever thought about doing a bluegrass version of baby by justin bieber <laughs> go to sleep josh go to sleep dude yeah i was like like maybe i shouldn't listen to drake so late at night right. <laughs> should we do this cover like what dude, speaking of fallon no, have you, has anybody, you either of about? you seen jimmy fallon doing hotline bling as yeah. Bob, Bob Dylan. Dylan, it's amazing. It's so good, and it's, <laughs> it's got that amazing. calliope type fucking Rhodes organ behind yeah. it. You used to call me on my cell phone. It's so oh, great. It's so, he, when he does those, that's genius. Oh when yeah, he just whip your whip my your, hair. Whip my hair. Oh Neil god. Young. Oh god. Amazing. <laughs> I, I'm a. Uh, I'm. I'm just happy that he's. Uh, you know, he's still making Neil Young a. Uh, you know, uh, a, a talked about archetype. You know. Oh I mean? yeah. Like, as you know, I don't care about the channel or the medium as long as you know people are you know finding out about Neil Young. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Uh, what's that? Uh, do you guys know the song by the What's it, man? Uh, by the beach or Breakdown by the beach? Do you know that song uh, by him? I know Breakdown Down by the, the River. Beach. I don't know. By no, no, no. Breakdown by the beach. It's a little, I, I think I, I think it's in the seventies, man. But it has just this great slow vibe. Definitely something to check out. Oh, yeah, definitely but, will uh, though. But yeah, man. Hey, had a great time with you, uh, gentlemen. Thanks yeah. for inviting me on the show. So everybody, go out there, check Devin out. Uh, if you're in the Pittsburgh area, go see him. Throw down your money and go see this motherfucker play some tunes. Yes, indeed. I That's mean, right. if you have a heart connected to a pair of ears, you should go to this. <laughs> very kind, very kind. But yeah, you can just check us out. We got our album up on uh, on our band camp, uh, Devin Mose in the Save. It's like five bucks or something like that. You have the, they have a little digital booklet as well with it. And, uh, oh, cool. You check it out on Facebook as well. $5. You were going to spend $5 on something stupid anyway. Right. Go That's buy right. something that will help an artist. And help you out yeah. on your day to day with fucking good music for sure. God because... damn it, Josh! You should be a salesman. <laughs> oh, I, I sold semi trucks in a you former s- life. <laughs> beautiful son of a bitch. I try, I try. I sold a lot of burritos outside of fish shows. Yeah, uh, <laughs> is that but, what you call them? All right, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yep, yep. Well, we roll them up. It's a burrito. Uh, all right, Devin. Thanks a lot, man. And. Uh, we will link all of your shit on our page for so sure. people can find it too. But uh, thanks for a lot for uh, listening, and thanks a lot for coming on. Yeah, man. Uh, for Ian Maxwell, I'm Josh Custer. And for Josh Custer, I'm Ian Maxwell. And we're here to say, enjoy, enjoy your boils. boils.